All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. He's young, unafraid to speak his mind, and he's making his mark on the NHL. This is Frankly Speaking, presented by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Today's guest is Seth Jarvis, who is enjoying a breakout season with the Carolina Hurricanes. Some big saves, and now here's Jarvis, shorthanded for the hat trick on Montable. Jarvis scores! Here come the hats! The soon-to-be 22-year-old winger hails from Winnipeg, Manitoba, where he says he spent way too much time on the ODR in his neighborhood. I was out there from the moment I got home from school till probably 10 every day just messing around Jarvis was drafted 13th overall by Carolina in 2020 with the pick the Canes grabbed from the Toronto Maple Leafs to take on Patrick Marlowe's contract Jarvis loses the handle but it gets through Flurry. welcome to the National his first NHL goal for Seth Jarvis he broke into the NHL as a 19 year old enjoyed immediate success and hit a bit of a wall in his sophomore year before breaking through this season. Here comes Seth Jarvis. In Otsarokin. He shoots. He scores! Seth Jarvis is second of the game in Carolina. Up 4 nothing. Under the guidance of Rod Brindamore, Jarvis has found a spot on the first line with Sebastian Ajo and Tavo Teravainen. He's known among his Hurricanes teammates for his rambunctious energy both before and during games. And he doesn't take a minute in the NHL for granted. In my chat with Jarvis, you'll hear him talk about his path to the NHL, how he's adjusted to the league, the trials and tribulations of this season for the Canes, 
his career goals, and one thing he'd like to see changed in the game. Here's my conversation with Hurricanes forward Seth Jarvis. Seth Jarvis, wondering if you could give me a word to describe what this Carolina Hurricanes season has been like to this point. Adversity, I think, would be a good one. We've been through a lot of ups and downs so far. We're uh, kind of finally figured it out and, and coming up on the upswing, but we had uh, we had a tough little tough little go there for a while. So Rod Brindamore and company have set the bar really high in terms of expectations for this team, but for the last couple regular seasons, it's kind of mostly been smooth sailing. You mentioned the adversity that you guys got a taste of, especially the first couple months of the season. How do you think you guys handled that? I mean, it's been tough. I think, like you said, it's been smooth sailing. So uh, for me, since I've been here, we've been always really good in the regular season, never really had any hiccups. So this is this is new for me. So it's a learning experience. It's it's not that I've never really been on a team where I've lost as much as we did for a short amount of time. So it was it was tough. It was it was fun. It was hard. It was, you learned a lot about yourself, learned a lot about the group you have. And I think we came out a lot better for it. I think it's obviously better to go through that kind of stuff earlier in the season than later. But uh, I think it all it made us stronger and brought us closer together as a group. Do you think there's been a difference in the last couple of weeks? Is it as simple as, you know, obviously there's a team effort, but you get some saves as well um, that might have helped put you guys in a different direction? Or you guys, do you think you're playing the same? What's changed? I think it's more desperation. I think we, like, we, you lose all those games. Our division's so tight, the league's so good that everything kind of switches so quickly that we kind of fall behind the eight ball a little bit. So it's been a whole lot of desperation to kind of claw our way back into where we are now. And I think as long as we don't lose that, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll be uh, we'll be all right to finish it out. All right, I want to ask you about your path to the NHL. You get picked in 2020, you get cut from the World Junior team that year, and the next season you're a full time NHLer. How did you make the jump at such a young age? Uh yeah. I mean, as much as I don't want to credit, I think I got to credit a lot of that to getting cut. <laughs> that sucked. I that was the first I ever been ever been cut from a team. In my life, and for the world's years, that's something every Canadian kid grows up dreaming to play in. And I went into that camp just, I think it was right after the draft. So you're pretty confident in yourself. You just got drafted high, like whatever, you come in there and didn't play as well as I should have and probably deserved to get cut. And so I just, that feeling, I remember calling my parents right when I got cut. And I've never felt so, I don't want to say bad for myself, but I wasn't happy with, with myself especially. And that kind of just turned into a whole lot of motivation, a whole lot of uh, kind of putting my head down. I stopped thinking about the draft. I stopped thinking about anything else. I've been just getting better every day. And it translated into doing good and uh, being able to make the cans. Did you watch the World Junior that year? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had friends in it, so I, I felt like I had to watch. It was obviously a lot harder to watch, but I, I tuned in. So you allow that to fuel you and kind of take me back to, it sounds... Like we were still kind of living in it or not just beyond it, but it's a weird year pandemic wise, the draft, everything's kind of turned upside down the calendar, your training camp for the Canes was in January. Like how odd of a, of a process was that for you just kind of going through all that at the same time? Yeah, it was super strange. Like I, like you said, like I was doing the draft in my living room on my couch. Like that's something that never happened before. So it was a little bit different. The 13th selection in the 2020 NHL draft will be made by Carolina Hurricanes president and general manager Don Waddell. Carolina Hurricanes are proud to select 
from the Portland Winterhawks, Seth Jarvis. Great emotion there. Seth Jarvis selected by Carolina. You think about 2020. Listen, it's not a year that anyone's loving. A lot of people say 2020 sucks, Seth Jarvis. And then, yeah, training camp here, and then I went and played in the AHL at 18 for nine games. I was there for like a month. And then back to the WHL for 20 games, and then all of a sudden the season's over. And you feel like you barely played, but it was just uh, a lot of things happening really quickly. You mentioned your kind of quick stint in the AHL, and that was the only handful of games that you've played. Why do you think you were able to translate your game to the NHL? I mean, a lot of that has to do with being able to play in the NHL at such a young age. You kind of get a feel for, you can train with pros all you want in the summer and, and that helps, but you never really know what it's like until you get into a game situation, a real game. And so playing those nine games, I think really opened my eyes to what I need to work on, what I need to adapt to, because the AHL, those are big guys. It's just, it's like the NHL is big, fast, skilled. So to be able to play in there and do well and being able to survive kind of gave me the confidence to think, okay, I can I can make the jump to the next level. And I think I was a little bit more ahead than I thought I was. I thought I need a lot more work, and uh, I was able to kind of make the jump a little quicker. So you take the confidence that you got from that. Is there anything else that you took from the game itself that you were like, hey, you know what, this is one thing I need to get better at this summer? Working with, working with bigger people. You play junior. By the time you're kind of in your second, third year, you've already got to figure it out. You're a little more old. You're older than about half the league, so it's a little bit easier. But in, in the AHL, it was a whole different animal. I was playing against like guys like Cody McLeod. I think it was my first game, and those are mutants, guys that are coming to <laughs> coming to hit you, coming to come and do some damage. So it was just adapting to that and, and getting used to the pace. So you get a taste of the NHL. You jump in as a rookie and, and have a great rookie year. And then last year, you know, you play the full 82-game season and just purely looking at numbers, like I know you took on more responsibility, more ice time. Some would look at the numbers and say, hey, you kind of took a little bit of a step back last year. A lot of people say, Seth, the, the second year in the NHL is the hardest you feel that's the case? Like, what what was different for you last year as opposed to your rookie year? I think it was like the league's always adapting. So they, there's so much video and so much scouting out there that I think my first year, I kind of, like you said, came in under the radar a little bit. No one really knew who I was, what I was about. So it was kind of easier for me to surprise teams, maybe with speed or just in my game in general. They didn't really know what I brought to the table. And I think the second year, you play a, a whole year in the NHL, by that time, they're going to figure out what you're about, what your strengths are, where you can take advantage of you. So I think they, the league adapted, and I'm not saying teams are scouting me out of everybody, but mm-hmm. they have an idea of what I bring to the table. And so make it a little bit harder for me. And uh, it was just about adjusting, adapting my game again. Like I had to do in the AHL, it was just the same kind of thing like last year, just uh, figuring out what I'm doing is not working, why it's not producing, and then adapt from there. So this year you've got you know, a bit of a breakout year. You're already kind of touching the numbers that you were your first couple years and we're only halfway through the season. Your ice time is way up. You're being asked to do a lot more. What did you adapt to? Like, what did you figure out when you went back to the drawing board last summer to say, hey, this is an area I need to improve in? And more than that, who do you rely on? Who do you lean on for help in those situations? Or is it just something you figure out on your own? Yeah, it's been, it, it was tough. There was a lot of stuff I wanted to work on. I think the biggest thing for me was I've always been a fast player and just going a million miles an hour at all times. And I think you see some of the best players, they're not flying all the time. They're kind of 
reading the play, gaining speed, changing their speed. And I think that makes it hard for defenders and opposing teams to kind of control them. And that's why guys are so good. Like you see McDavid with his bursts of speed, stuff like that. So I think that was something I really wanted to focus on was not having to fly 24-7, be able to maintain my speed, change, and uh, maybe catch people sleeping a little bit. I mean, a lot of it was the people I work with in the summer. I work with my brother a lot. He's a, he's a skills coach, so he's someone that during the season I can text. I know he's not going to sugarcoat anything or, or he's not going to beat around the bush. He's going to be straight with me. And that's something I really appreciate and something that I, I really needed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In a league that sort of is continually pushing for speed, is it hard to maybe dial it back knowing that, you know, the point is here to be an impact player, not just necessarily to fly around. Yeah. It was tough for me to almost wrap my head around not flying all the time and not wanting to push the pace, but there's a time and place for everything. Obviously the league is getting faster, so you need that speed, but you don't need to be flying all the time. So I want to take you back to Winnipeg. I read a great story in the Winnipeg sun from with your parents. And they said that at some point in your room, they had found a whiteboard that was tucked between two bookshelves. And some of the the writing on it was faded, but you had sort of mapped out some goals. And yeah. one of them was, you know, this is from when you were a kid, and one of them was the NHL, and it was circled. When you're at this point now, you know, living out your dream, first off, do you ever have to pinch yourself? And second, you know, what were you thinking? How old were you when you, you started to jot down some of these goals? Yeah, I, I do have to pinch myself sometimes. I think it's pretty easy, though. Like, I come to the rink, I see Bernsey. That guy's a legend. He's been in the league forever. So it's it's kind of cool to come in here and, and hang around with those guys and, and realize that you are an NHL player. It's, it's part of your life now. But, uh, yeah, I was probably eight or nine, I think, when all that was going on. I don't know what I was thinking, but... I, I obviously had a plan in mind, and uh, I mean, it's never wavered. And now that I'm here, I just hope I make that eight or nine year old Seth proud. Well, no doubt you're doing that, and your parents as well. When you write down goals like that, when did you think that this might actually be a possibility? Like, at what age did you really start to push and think about that? 
well, apparently eight or nine whenever I wrote that down. <laughs> I, was, I was considering it, but uh, I don't know. I think maybe when I was like 16, 17, I think in my first, maybe first year in the WHL, going into that, obviously you have goals and aspirations of making the NHL, but when you make that jump to the next level and you start to have success, then you kind of think, okay, what's next? What's the next level? And uh, yeah, that was kind of when I started cluing in. And I think I always took it seriously. I was, like I'd never really had another plan. I never really had another option other than make it to the NHL. But uh, I think that's when it started to really come come to light that I, it might be a possibility. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. If I were to hand you a whiteboard now and you were to write down some goals for the next number of years, give me one that you'd put on there. Oh, it's apparently not to be an NHL All Star. Well, that's a, that's a whole different that's a whole different scenario. That one. I want to earn that, right? I don't, I don't want to earn that one. I don't want to be voted in on that. It's too late. I'm going to Mexico. I got a non-refundable trip now, so I'm, uh, I'm totally set on warm weather. But I, I still do appreciate all the, all the effort. I mean, for hockey-wise, I guess, yeah. Just I, the only goal I have in mind is win the Stanley Cup. That's kind of what we're trying to do here in Carolina, and that's, that's all my focus is on right now. Give me a life goal. Be a good person. When I leave here, I don't want people to think, oh, he was just a good hockey player. I want him. people to think, oh, he's a great person, first and foremost. Love that. All right, Seth, we're going to wrap up with a little rapid fire. I got a list of questions here. Uh, short answers. Keep them short. So uh, rapid fire, what is uh, a sneaky good thing about playing in Carolina? You can't say the fans. The weather. Are you a golfer? Yeah, I'm a golfer. You can good golf down here, too. Do you play golf during the season? Not too much, maybe once or twice, but nothing, nothing too crazy. What's your handicap? Oh no, uh, I get heat all the time. I don't really keep a handicap, but are I, you a sandbagger? That's what they like to think. I probably play. I play at around a four or five. And where would that stack up on the Carolina Hurricanes? Probably top ten, maybe oh, somewhere in there. We got some really good golfers. And do they take advantage of the weather? Some do, yeah. Most guys kind of keep it uh, keep it tight. Favorite road city? Winnipeg. Best restaurant in Winnipeg? Uh, White House. And what do they have there? Ribs. Oh, they're unbelievable. Is that your favorite food? Well, at home, yeah. Well, I mean, playing in Carolina, a pretty decent place to get some ribs, too. I know, yeah. Good barbecue down here, too. What is your favorite kind of food? Vegetables and fruit. Okay, if Don Waddell and Rod Brindamore aren't listening, what's the answer? <laughs> uh, I like barbecue, any kind of barbecue. So what was your outdoor rink set up at home? Did you have one at home? And if not, where was the closest one and how often would you play? I grew up, there was like the my backyard, like a back lane, and then the outdoor rink so I could throw a football and hit it. I was out there more than any probably anyone should be i had school and stuff going on didn't matter i was i was out there from the moment i got home from school till probably 10 every day just messing around screwing around with my buddies and and just having fun and how many kids would be on the odr after school like would you have a 30 pack out there all playing at once free for all or was it organized no, well, it was pretty cold in Winnipeg, so a lot of people didn't want to kind of gut it out. But there was probably a good group of like ten of us that would be out there all the time together. All right, you mentioned school. Your your mom's a teacher. Your dad, vice principal or principal. What was the best part about growing up with two educators? 
did you get any help at school or did you did you get any any leeway or were they always on you to be in school oh there was always on me to be on school i wasn't the greatest in school but i the effort was always there that's all i really cared about seth jarvis all about effort uh what kind of music do you listen to Mm, right now like r&b and what does seth jarvis do away from the rink sleep a lot (laughs) a lot of sleep and try to figure out what i'm gonna eat my next meal are you a gamer a little bit i'm not very good but i try do you bring the games on the road or what oh god no if i was good maybe but no i'm just there to talk to people it's more of a social thing Gotcha. All right, we're going to leave you with this. If you could make one rule change in the NHL, what would it be? Interview the refs after the game. Why? Because there's some stuff that needs to be asked sometimes. Uh, You are preaching to the choir here (laughs) as someone that's been advocating for a pool reporter forever to be able to ask questions after a game just like they do in some of the other sports. Seth Jarvis, thanks for being a good sport. Uh, Thanks for joining Frankly Speaking. Sweet. Thank you, Frank. Thanks to Seth for taking the time to chat after practice and to Mike Sunheim and Mike Brown from the Hurricanes PR team for setting it all up. Loved playing rapid fire with Seth. You can tell he puts some thought into his answers. And more than that, I've been so intrigued to follow his career. I remember thinking back to his draft year and he was compared pretty heavily to Tampa Bay's Braden Point. They're both undersized centers from the Western League, put up pretty similar numbers in junior. And oh, by the way, they're represented by the same agency. Point went toward the end of the third round, and I just knew then in 2020 that teams weren't going to make the same mistake twice with Jarvis. He went 13th, and yeah, he's got some big shoes to fill to get to Point's level, but he seems to be on his way closer to that this year. That'll do it for this week's edition of Frankly Speaking. We'll leave you with We Make Hits. Here's Yard Act on Frankly Speaking. I let my friend live upstairs in the spare room for a minute. He needed space and he paid never relates to our letting agent, but we did it. That's illegal. I let, yeah, I admit it. Document on tape the greatest crime this nation saving grace despised and then committed. I just wanna make a point that the culture would have died And postpone's latest poster boys wouldn't have got to ride On the coattails of the dead And claim that their derision is a vehicle for their vision of subverting Drinking cans and shooting the shit We reeled up all of our hopes and dreams and made a list And there was one singular ambition we had That most musicians of our ilk aren't willing to admit And it was to this mantra we would commit We make hits to
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.